Welcome to the fifth episode of Find Joy in the Journey podcast. Before I get into today's episode, I just want to start by saying it feels so good to be back. I haven't recorded a podcast episode in probably about five, if not six weeks. Um, For those of you who may not know, um, I live in Bali, but we went home back to Ireland for five weeks, but now we are back. Honestly, it probably took us only three days to settle back into Bali, which I think it just goes to show that we are exactly where we need to be right now. Honestly, it's like home away from home. I'm so grateful to be back. I'd love to tell you I have loads of news from being back home, but honestly, I don't have much to report. Only that it was unreal seeing my family and friends. I'm so lucky with the people I have in my circle, and being at home, seeing all of them really solidified that for me. Now we are back in Bali for the foreseeable, so podcast episodes will be much more frequent and back on track, I promise. Thank you so very much for your patience and your support, as always. I cannot believe there are now five episodes of Find Joy in the Journey podcast. When I first started this podcast, I obviously was so unsure of how it would be received, but the incredible feedback so far honestly makes me so excited and grateful to get to continue with this journey and see where it takes us. So thank you. Like I mentioned before, I am going to be introducing guests to the podcast This may actually be my last episode flying solo, so I hope you've enjoyed listening to me talk shite so far. (laughs) Again, if becoming a guest on this podcast is something you would like to do, please don't hesitate on dropping me a text. I'd only love to have you on and share this space with you so you can open up in whatever way you need to. Before I get into it, and like I mention in every episode, I will be talking about my own journey, and that does involve mental illness. So if that is something you're not in the headspace to hear right now, I completely understand. Switch off, look after yourself, and I'll catch you in the next one. Last week's episode on the lessons that my depression has taught me was honestly my favourite episode to date. For me, it's such a tough episode to follow because I absolutely loved researching, reflecting, and recording it. I honestly had so much fun, and based off your feedback, I think you really enjoyed it too. So thank you. However, there are a couple of lessons that I didn't mention, and that was deliberate, as I felt like they needed the space of an entire episode on their own. A massive lesson I didn't mention, and what I thought we could talk about today, is the topic of happiness. What is it? Should we rely on it? Where to find it? And a question I often wonder, does it actually exist? So for me, personally, I do not rely on happiness. That's a bit of an odd concept, I know. Like I said on my last episode, in a society where we are told to be positive and be happy all of the time, doing the opposite can feel really scary and almost wrong. However, this mindset I've adapted of not relying on happiness has honestly substantially improved my overall mental health. And I hope by sharing this, it can help so many others. I can't define happiness. I know it exists, but I honestly can't identify my thoughts or my feelings around it because happiness never lasts. Now, I'm not saying that to be negative or to be really pessimistic, but for me, happiness is something that changes so regularly in my everyday that it just never lasts. 
It is so often followed by sadness, then frustration, then happiness again. So therefore, I just don't rely on it. A lot of people, myself included, were once, or maybe still are, relying on others for their own happiness. For example, you had plans with your friends on Saturday night, but they got cancelled. So you ended up like an absolute bull all evening. Not because your friends cancelled, but because you relied on them for your happiness, perhaps without you even knowing. In the past, and particularly in previous relationships, I have been so guilty of this. I was in such a vicious cycle, and I never understood why I was so dependent on someone else, my boyfriend at the time, and why I felt so abandoned and hurt if we weren't able to do something exactly when or how I wanted to. It wasn't until I read the book, Women Don't Owe You Pretty, and went to therapy, that the cure to this vicious cycle came to me, and the person to blame became really clear. Let me give you an example. One Saturday night, my boyfriend at the time decided to go out with the lads instead of hanging out with me. Immediately, the abandonment and lonely bells started to sound off in my head. I was so pissed off, and I spent the next day simultaneously fuming and hurt. But the following day, when he and I sat down to talk about it, I started to realise something. While, yes, he could have made an effort to text or call me if he was going to be late, the real issue was not with him. The problem was with me. It took a few days of serious introspection, but I finally realised that I depended on him for my happiness. I expected him to always be there emotionally and physically to handle any issue I was going through. How toxic does that sound? Like, I sound like a psycho. Crazy, I know. Yet, how many of you listening to this podcast today can relate to it? If not with a partner, past or present, but your friends or a member of your family. If you can relate to the old me, you are probably in the habit of placing your power in other people's hands. You may think thoughts along the lines of, if he doesn't text me today, I'm going to be hurt. If she doesn't go to this event with me tonight, I'm going to be so disappointed and I'm not going to go at all. If I'm not invited to the party on Friday, my night will be ruined. I used to say these kinds of things all the time. And still sometimes have to fight against this kind of thinking today. But if you really focus closely in all of these kind of statements, I'm letting someone else's actions control my own mood and my own happiness. I'm letting the actions of others affect what I choose to do. Placing your happiness in someone else's hands is irresponsible. And honestly, it's kind of selfish. It's unfair to make someone else responsible for keeping you happy. As my mommy always says, don't expect from others what you would do for them. Take back control of your life and your sense of happiness, of your thoughts and your feelings, and do what you want to do for you. Your happiness truly comes from within. It comes from accepting that life is dynamic and unpredictable. Like I said in episode three, it's accepting that shit happens, but it's how you react to that shit 
in line with your values that will keep your head above water. It comes from welcoming all that life throws at you, accepting that it's all part of the process and with every single day there is progress. Now I just want to mention, although I personally do not rely on happiness, it is still important to have happiness in our lives. It ultimately makes you a better person for both yourself and those around you. But as someone who suffers with a mental illness, happiness for me is just something I do not rely or depend on as a measurement of how good or bad I'm perceiving my life at that time. I think I have just reimagined happiness for myself. Does that make sense? On the topic of happiness, as someone who has depression, I have obviously experienced some really, really lows along my journey. Following on from the toxic culture of be happy all the fucking time, something I also wanted to mention today is the idea of chasing a high after a low. It is okay to feel negative, to feel angry, to feel sad, to feel hurt, to feel upset. I feel like in recent times these feelings have been dismissed and almost carry negative connotations and that's not fair. How dare anyone or anything tell you that you shouldn't feel these emotions? It's your right and you're entitled to it. Obviously, when these feelings fester and manifest into thoughts that impact the quality of your life, that's when a change is needed. But it's okay to momentarily feel these feelings if it's a rational response to life. I think when we feel these feelings, so many people chase an immediate positive to follow. And I personally do not agree with chasing a high after a low. I do not believe in the pursuit of happiness to make us feel better when we feel like shit. For many people, myself included obviously, being addicted to that chase is very much a pattern and a bad habit. We may overlook the good that we have right in front of us because we're too focused on feeling the rush of the pursuit or moving on to the next new exciting thing. Slow down. Take a pause between actions and practice gratitude for what you already have, as opposed to striving for more and better when you're coming back from a low. Take your time. As well as that, who's to assume that happiness is the natural desired state for us? Who was the one that said, if we're not happy, then we're nothing? Because of this standard, I think if you're not happy, then you almost feel defective in some way because you're not reaching that human standard similarly when we're on that chase if we're not reaching those milestones that we think are tied to happiness like success we instantly feel a sense of disappointment I read an article on PYSCOM PSYCOM I'm going to call it um, and a lady called Dr Barbara said unrealistic pursuits of happiness as a goal can also lead to a range of mental health issues. In particular, pursuits of happiness that go unsatisfied can fuel a person's inner critique, which can increase feelings of depression and anxiety. Feelings of disappointment can also increase feelings of inadequacy and low mood. So I think, based off everything I've mentioned in this episode, like, on my journey, I do not rely on happiness how your standards of happiness can affect your mental state, how the pursuit of happiness can actually have negative effects on your mental well-being. I think it's important, myself included, 
to do a bit of reflection and introspection to really ask ourselves what is your own definition of happiness that serves a purpose to your life who has control and power over your happiness and if it's not you take it back and finally if you are feeling less than happy it is important to know that that is actually okay and that you are not alone as I always say take one moment at a time and strive for rationality over positivity. I do not strive to be happy. I do not strive to be positive. I strive to just go with the flow. Regardless of the storms, the hurt, the griefs, the lessons that are thrown at me, I strive to continue to grow and find comfort in the uncomfortable. Now, this obviously doesn't happen overnight. The internal work takes as long as it needs. But next time you identify yourself as unhappy, challenge it. Reflect on everything and ask yourself, what does happiness mean to you? How do I regain my control? What actually serves a purpose to my mind, my body and my soul? And what can I do differently to help myself grow from here? If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know. I just want to say a massive thank you for supporting my podcast. Thank you for listening, sharing and giving me feedback on the last episode. And I would really appreciate if you do the same for this one. To end each episode on the podcast, I am going to leave you with a quote. And today's quote of the day is, I am not an early bird or a night owl. (laughs) I am some form of permanently exhausted pigeon. (laughs) 